0: It's may tenth, twenty twenty, and welcome to episode thirty-five of the Baby Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast server on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Hello, welcome back. And Garrett. Hello. And a special guest, Callie.
1: Hello Hello everybody, I'm good.
0: Hello, welcome. Thank you. Well, maybe we'll just give you a, a quick introduction to Kelly, um, and then we'll talk with her more later and and throughout, of course. But um, you, the listeners, may know Kelly from her Kelly Sakura YouTube channel, where you can find uh, many many things. She's uh, you know created quite a lot of content with, including unboxings and uh, st- tutorials on how to make the costumes and the makeup and uh, many concert vlogs talking about the many shows that she's been to. Uh, some reactions recently to the the newer songs, and so I, I'm assuming almost everybody who's listening now has encountered some or all of her videos. But um, if you haven't, we'll have links to at least her channel in the show notes. You can go check that out. But um, maybe just to start, Kelly, uh, maybe you could talk about how you how you got into baby metal. How did you how did you wind up here?
1: Right. Well, I think yeah, April 2015 it was. I've had a couple of friends come speak to me about because I think I've always been interested in Japanese music anyway and someone said have you heard of this band called Baby Metal?" and I was like well I've heard of them but I've not actually listened to them and that was that and then it was a few weeks later or a few days I just thought right I'm gonna listen to that band my friends keep asking me about so I did I listened to Gimme Chocolate uh, that was an experience. I thought it was quite odd. And I was just like, this is classic Japanese music. It's quite weird. And then I moved on to Megitsune and the rest was history. I became obsessed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like the rest of us. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. And but then, 2015, that's that's good. I know, yeah. And then I think, I don't know when they released it. I think it was already released that Baby Metal were going to be playing at Red Festival. In the UK, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, you can buy day tickets for a rest- festival, so me and Tom thought, we have to go, because there were so many other great bands that day as well, so we went and bought tickets for that day, and that was the first time I saw them.
0: Wow. Ah, yeah. nice, in a festival.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen any, uh, you know, video of that.
1: No, there's no no pro shots of it, there's just loads of fan cams.
2: I wonder what that experience is like. I, You know, my first show was indoor small stage in LA, and... Having done a festival for the first time last year, I can't imagine that being my first experience. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, because yeah, it's just different.
0: Yeah, they I guess they have somewhat less control over the you know the mood lighting and stuff like that. Um, And and you're surrounded by some a number of people who don't really understand what's happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was (laughs) I was surrounded by. People who well, didn't look like Baby Metal fans at all, and they were everyone was so shocked that I was such a, a massive fan singing along to all these Japanese lyrics, and people were like, "What? What? You, you're such a big fan," and they, they had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> they were just all waiting for the, the bands later on in the day.
0: Yeah, that's that's got to be a, a pretty weird experience as a performer too, if you know, yeah. being the the one that nobody can comprehend, that nobody actually wanted to see, and you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, they did. But people around me seem to enjoy it, and the fact that I was going absolutely nuts for
0: them—awesome. <laughs> yeah, you probably converted a few people just just by your presence. Yeah,
1: there. exactly. It does have yeah a good effect on um, other fans seeing fans going crazy.
0: I think that's true. There's something to that. I think you know, like uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about how you know they'll be converted by watching the Road of Resistance video. Um, Yeah. And part of what converts them or or the MetRock 2015, you know, that what converts them is that, you know, it's like they're allowed to like it now because there are so many other people that do.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Well, so you must have seen them. How many times have you seen them? I mean, like you have you have concert vlogs from a huge number.
1: (laughs) I know. I think I think it's nine times I've seen them now. Okay. Yeah. And that's uh, a pretty good number. Yeah. Yeah. I know <laughs> it is pretty good. Solid number. So one one fest no two festivals and one um support act when they supported the chilies. The rest are all headline shows.
2: I'm sorry, I should probably know. Have you been to Japan yet?
1: N- I have, but I haven't actually seen Baby Metal in Japan. Oh.
2: Yeah. Okay. I went
1: um last year in April during the Sakura season.
2: Ah, uh, yes.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful.
2: I should probably do that someday. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Did you get
0: merch though?
1: I would I did actually the um one of the magazines came out during that time and I actually got I picked up that magazine from Tower Records. Oh, perfect. So that's pretty
3: that was pretty special.
2: That's a fun experience, right? Yeah. Going to Tower Records and seeing the baby metal section.
3: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big bucket metal item, for sure.
1: Yeah. I did go, I can't remember what the shop the store was called, but they sold loads and loads of old merchandise, loads of t-shirts that are really really expensive. Um, trio, I, was I just bet. Yeah, Trio. That's it. That's the one. I was, in, I was in awe of all of the merch there. There was loads of stuff behind like a glass cabinet and it was just like, wow. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that store is really dangerous, especially since they started taking credit card. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huge risk. Yeah, I would love to visit that at some point. Um, I was in Japan once a long time ago, long before I knew about any of this stuff. So, all oh, right, Almost doesn't count. <laughs> Well, okay, so maybe we can, uh, just spend a little bit of time talking about some of the, the news and stuff, uh, before we get back to just sort of chatting with you about, about your experiences. Yeah, sure. But there's a ton of stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually, surprisingly.
1: Yeah, there's, there's so much that's happened recently.
0: And I always, I'm always a little bit surprised every time we do this, we do this podcast something like every other week. And, um, you know, by the time we get to recording the stuff that happened just after the last recording seems like so long ago.
4: Oh. Uh. Yeah.
2: We always have a conversation about, oh, what are we going to talk about in the next one? Cause nothing has happened and something always happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. So I guess one thing that happened was that the Tokyo Dome black Knight was rerun um, as part of a bigger YouTube music week, which was kind of cool. So I guess this was just basically YouTube Japan having a whole bunch of acts. I forget now how many it was like 49 or something. It was quite a lot streaming something, you know, some sort of live performance or whatever. And, Big Metal re- reused their Black Knight stream. Uh, did you guys watch it a second time? I did not watch it a second time, no. No, I didn't. I
1: didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tsk, tsk. See, now I feel like I'm slacking. Yeah, I think I think it was not... Uh, it wasn't quite as brutal a time of day for me as the original one was, as I recall. So I, I did watch it. It does seem a little ridiculous to <laughs> did, did specifically watch it, the low bitrate yeah. YouTube version
2: Especially when you have the high bit rate Blu-ray version available.
0: Right. But it's kind of cool. I mean, it, like, I think, I think it was a little bit confusing for some people why they did the same thing again, but you know, just to, to kind of reiterate, this was part of a, this, this was them participating in someone else's event when they had that kind of ready to go. So it wasn't, it's sort of different from the streams that they've been doing. So they did the Tokyo Dome uh, red night and black night before, and actually just, before we started recording, uh they did Brixton and the um Wembley show, depending on where you were. Uh so we'll talk about that more too. Anyway, that was that's one bit of news. I don't know if there's much more to say about that, but it's it's cool. It kind of suggests that they're gonna there's gonna be more streaming.
1: Yeah, I think they will I think they definitely will be.
0: Yeah,
2: it kinda seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like they're probably
3: I'd like to see them start to play every single show over the past few years until they're actually able to start playing shows again. That'd be nice at least. Well, they're not allowed to tour or allowed to play shows. They could at least do virtual ones since they started selling merch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's possible that they're not, like, these older shows probably, they're not probably making a lot on them right now. You know, so it's not it's well, not yeah. really throwing away property <laughs> that they could be selling instead. Right. Uh, so, I mean, showing them on YouTube may well, in fact, cause more people to buy them because it kind of reminds people they're there. I'm sure that's the idea. Oh, yeah. And also, and also just to sort of stay relevant, right. you know, stay in people's minds. Well, maybe we can talk about the Wembley and Brixton streams just since, since they just happened and we're in stream context. So I guess they put, they did this at a time that was sort of late afternoon in the UK, right?
1: Yeah, it started at, yeah, 3 p.m.
0: So that was, that was kind. And yes, it was. They, yeah. So they played Wembley for everybody except except the UK which is kind of weird but i guess there was i guess there's a sky rights issue
1: yeah there is yeah it is a shame but yeah they do have the rights to that footage i guess
0: although it doesn't mean that you got to see the wembley uh show on tv earlier so yeah,
1: yeah exactly and i i have the blu ray anyway so i wasn't too bummed about it. But yeah, the Brixton show was really, really good. The chat was actually really, really fun because it was just the UK Kitsune's in the chat. So it was only about, probably a max about 600 people
4: watching. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So
1: the chat wasn't, it wasn't going that fast. So you could actually read everyone's comments and everyone was really nice. And it was really funny. Yeah.
3: I think the um, Wembley stream peaked out a little bit over 43,000 viewers and I could not read anything anyway.
1: Uh, I did wonder how many people would watch it.
2: Yeah, yeah. forty three is about like what a I saw fair bit. I I feel
3: like that's quite a bit for a stream.
2: What was well, Tokyo Dome was like? I cannot remember. What was. I think <laughs>
1: it. I, I think it was the, the first stream. I think it reached about seventy thousand. I think that sounds
3: uh, about uh, right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. It's still insane.
0: Yeah, but yeah, no, it's true. I, I although I had the YouTube chat up, it was there was no point in no. even like looking at it because it was just going too fast. <laughs> yeah. No, it
1: was yeah, so hard to follow.
0: And I suppose actually there is, um, more English in the Brixton, uh, YouTube chat than in the Wembley chat.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that would be pretty fun, actually. I think, you know, it's a slightly smaller, uh, intimate audience. I was, I had, I, just because I'm a dope, you know, I had the, the Brixton Blu ray playing simultaneously while I was watching the Wembley <laughs> one, just <disc laughs> to see what was happening.
1: Now that is commitment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, and, uh, I realize I actually have not watched that much at all. Um, Like there's some of the, like the lore videos and stuff that there were at the end, I, you know, were unfamiliar to me with pretty much. And so I want to go back and watch this, you know, whatever this computer VR, you know,
1: business was at the end. No, I I was the same. I haven't actually watched through the whole of Brixton ever. I've just seen just videos of each one. I've not actually seen the lore that happens at the end before Headbanger and of Resistance.
0: So now what do you think?
1: Uh, I thought it was amazing. The build up. To, uh, the premiere of that song was intense.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um. Uh, so I, that was something I only had just kind of like came to realize today was that uh, "Road of Resistance" premiered there. Yeah. So that's that would be pretty wild to see, and it'd be interesting to see. I have not actually been very good about sort of comparing versions and things to see if, how it developed since then. But maybe someday I will do that. So, so another thing that was kind of interesting and amusing, I think, about what they did with this stream is they actually sold merch.
4: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: collapsing <I> <laughs> special
0: twenty four hour merch booth.
1: Yeah, I'm all for it. You know, everyone's obsessed with their merch.
0: Well, and Wembley's kind of famous for you know their show, sort of setting whatever merch sales records.
1: Yes, because I, I don't know how venue. I don't know how many merch booths they had. There was one outside, and I think maybe three inside. There were there were so
0: many. Uh, what, oh yes, and the other thing that it was great about this, and you know, maybe maybe it partly has to do with what shows they were playing, but they also opened up this special merch. It's, so it's available for 24 hours. As we're recording, it's still available. So go buy it if you haven't. Yeah. But um, oh, they opened it up to the UK store and the US store. So the special shirts and things, um, and I think the masks—they have the stay home, stay metal face masks—are uh, available for those of us who. Are in the US and the UK for domestic shipping. Yeah, it's, it's really, very, good. very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we
2: talk about the playful nature in which the Baby Metal official Twitter decided to play the day and pretend that it was actually Wembley Day with door yeah, open isn't that announcements? That so,
1: enjoyable. so cute. I, <laughs> oh, it was just so wholesome to see those tweets today. Yeah.
3: It's like taking a step back in a yeah. time machine on their Twitter.
1: Yeah, even though we—I didn't actually watch Wembley, but never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you've seen it before.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, and I was there. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Hey, one of the things that I watched of yours at some, you know, some point in the past was your unboxing video of the of the Wembley the one set.
1: Oh yeah.
0: So you pointed out where you were. But, but I don't remember what you said. I just remember that you did. Where, where were you so approximately I was,
1: in was. The- well, looking at the stage, I was on the right-hand hmm. side seated, kind of just a few seats up, kind of near, cool. to, near to where the um, circle stage was.
0: Awesome. Nice. nice. So they came out to you.
1: Yeah. So, it. yeah. I actually I actually enjoyed being seated because you could see everything because it was such a, a spectacular kind of event. There was just so much going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, you know – I've always known this, but uh, having just rewatched it, that is a really well-staged show.
1: Yes, it is.
0: It's really just quite effective all throughout. And I, I really love this uh, silhouette stuff they do in Catch Me If You Can. That is yeah. also guess, iconic. That is stunning. And same exact thing.
2: Yeah, I found myself thinking, after watching, you know, Legend of Metal Galaxy, then the Tokyo Dome mm-hmm. Streams and all these other recent shows, I really miss a low stage. Like, the production is so cool right
0: now. But, man, they feel so
2: far away. Yeah, they yeah. do.
0: And they do seem to operate currently on a much smaller space. I mean, like, the, you know, they're on a little octagon or they're on a little triangle. Yeah. <laughs> they don't mostly have much place to run around. <laughs> and they've
3: proven that they can use that space very effectively, if given.
0: True. I guess they I guess they had the big runways at Legend Middle Metal Galaxy to run down, but... Uh, only for a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah, only at the very end. Maybe they're just getting tired. <laughs> and they're aging. Maybe. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I suppose it's possible. But, um, no, it's, I mean, it's interesting to see the different things that they, they can do. I mean, like, but, it, um, it's, it's cool to go back and look at these old things and just be reminded of the variety that we've seen across their career, too.
3: I'll, I'll be honest. I was kind of surprised seeing all the old songs. I don't know why I was surprised. I've seen Wembley before, but I guess like, I got kind of spoiled to seeing all the new songs and all the new stuff off of Metal Galaxy. I kind of forgot what the old stuff sounded like to a certain degree. At least live, because I'm used to listening to it on the album.
0: Mm-hmm. Still good.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> very <up>. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot.
0: Uh, okay. Let's see. Oh, the commie bands were, were tweeting again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I that was saw nice that. to see. Mm. I, I wasn't following it as carefully this time as I had in the past. So, but I, I think Omar and Bo were having some kind of conversation and, uh, the, the guy who does the shirt designs was, you know, stepping in and talking with them. And it, it's, I don't know. It's just funny <laughs> to see them, you know, to know that we are watching it with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. So other news, Metal Hammer put out issue 335 in which, uh, Baby Metal made it, I guess, in a fan vote situation into the top 10 greatest metal bands ever. Yeah. Which seems like, you know, that is just a, that is just a click invitation. <laughs> yes it is.
3: <laughs> I mean, but un- unexpected results though.
0: Yeah. But it's cool. They I mean, they're um uh they've been pretty supportive. And so there was actually even a like a little um interview with them too, which was kind of neat. You know, short one-page thing and i've ordered it i don't know if it's i don't know you know given the shipping situation in the world i don't know if i when i will see it but uh,
2: was that one of the fan votes yeah i believe so yeah that's what i thought we have quite the clicking power online
1: we do sometimes i just don't even pay attention to what i'm voting i just <laughs> vote baby yeah. metal vote baby metal
0: <laughs> no think just right. vote
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh oh and actually so the um the one period has begun we're now in episode 10 uh, and people have gotten their Shirts. Um, mine's coming tomorrow. Oh, but, nice. So, uh, irritatingly, not, not in time for the 24 hour, you know, All merch right.
1: window. Oh no, shame. But
0: so, uh, uh they, yeah, they had, there's a, there's one special, the one item, which is a bandana, a stay home, stay metal bandana. Uh, otherwise anyone can get any of the merch, the special, you know, stream merch.
2: I'm sure the bandana will show up online for
0: relatively yeah. cheap.
1: Yeah, I can imagine a lot of people will buy it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not convinced that I need it. <laughs> but no. uh, <laughs> It's just mildly irritating that I don't have the option to buy one day.
3: Um, they also released the bib and they described it as a romper for sale on the one. Are you going to invest in that? <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's another thing I'm not quite sure about. Uh, I,
3: my, my, I have a good friend who just had a baby and I would have loved to get it for him, but I just couldn't. Yeah. It's not worth it to me. No. <laughs>
0: They're very funny. I mean, I mean, you know, even I would only get it just because I think it's amusing.
3: <laughs> yeah. do something to hang up on the wall, you know?
0: <laughs> but yeah, so the Bone, bone Rompers and Bone Bibs. Yeah. Unrelated to the stream, but they're the one only, uh, I think. I think they are. Is that right? My notes said they are. I believe so, yes.
1: Yeah, I think they are.
0: So, so, so far high value, the one membership this year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bandana and some Bone Rompers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I imagine there was supposed to be a ticket lottery by now.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> uh now let's see. Oh yeah, and so I think I feel like we talked about the the Metal Galaxy World tour in Japan, the ones that Um I like I think we went through the specs, but we didn't they it wasn't for sale or we didn't know when it was going to be for sale or something. I don't know, but it is for sale now. Right. 19800 zero, zero yen.
2: Yeah, not really one <laughs> I need to own.
0: No, no thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I haven't had the opportunity to make this decision, but I will tomorrow. Um, and it's a tough one because I have all the other ones, <laughs> but, um, Legend Metal Galaxy is the one I want. Yes.
1: Yes. I think everybody's after that one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's going to be so great.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: $200 for basically the forum with a different stage and a photo book. I just, I, I don't think I can do it.
0: Yeah. And a big version of that. I, I still have not come to quite like their official picture for this mm. with with the, like the weird hair, with the fake hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of like the colors, but I just there were some there were better options, uh, definitely. But that's what's on the cover, and I, it's quite possible that I will wind up with it. But uh, I still, sort of grudgingly, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it'll be in the same cart with your uh, bib, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The, um,
0: I, I mean, one thing that I do kind of want is this, that big, you know, multi triangle stage with the big pit in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That they could all fall in. Sort of increases the jeopardy of <laughs> <a> it. <laughs> I guess this makes some sense out of the Wow Wow show that they did, uh, too, because it's just, it turned out that that wasn't just a compilation. That was, in fact, you know, as often is the case, it's the preview for the Blu ray. Right. So. Anyway, so that's available. And then I guess, um, the next things are the interesting things, in a way. Uh, so first of all, Baby Metal, um, I'm, I'm going to say this in the order that I believe they happened, although it's not the way that they were released to the public, but, uh, Baby Metal canceled the full second leg of their Metal Galaxy World tour in Europe. So not all the, all the festivals had been canceling. Um, I don't think there were any festivals left, but they also, they also just, um, officially canceled their headline shows as well so there's there's nothing i think there's nothing scheduled period right
1: no apart from isn't there isn't there a festival in january in japan yeah not fest yeah. not fest was rescheduled
0: just, yeah yeah okay that's true okay so there's something scheduled but not in but not not, in not, the,
1: way. No, not this year
0: uh we still have october as a notional date we do <laughs> <laughs> something's we know what's gotta happen, happen
3: then who knows at, at least a tweet
0: yeah, I yeah. would yeah. Eleven hold? PM on the on the tenth there'll be a tweet. <laughs> yeah.
1: I for sure for sure it's gonna be cancelled.
0: At
2: yeah. this point, yeah, yeah, I think
0: so. Mm. I guess we never knew what it was gonna be. So, yeah. no. so we don't know for sure. I, I suspect they'll do something.
3: They've been doing a lot of live shows. Maybe they'll continue with that trend and maybe actually do a live performance, but live streamed.
0: Yeah. Well that'd I, be cool. I assume that you have all noticed that today is May 10th. The oh, yeah. last live stream was on April 10th. You know, I didn't notice that. I did not catch on to that. The date that we're aiming for here is October 10th.
3: Okay. So we can all start putting the puzzles together with all the images from the teaser. <laughs> yeah. and we're going to see every single show up until then.
0: Yeah. So it, it may well be that, uh, we've got something coming up on June 10th, July 10th, August 10th. Um, Unless they're doing some kind of weird, um, you know, sequence where it's like there's there's one month between then, two months between then, three months between, or something. Yeah, hang on, let me get the but, tinfoil hat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think I think it's you know we have two data points now, but it sort of feels like we might be able to start expecting things on the tenths. So that would be nice.
2: That's what the tens meant all along.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of promising, even if there are not going to be any shows. We there's at least things perhaps to look forward to. Maybe maybe it's not going to be a Blu-ray stream every 10th, but uh, hopefully they're not going to just recycle the ones they've already done, too.
2: Well, maybe next yeah. month it'll be on the 20th for 10-10-20. Ah. <laughs> uh, and then silence until <laughs> October. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: like
2: a radio silence for the rest of the year.
3: No!
0: <laughs> Could be. Um, but okay, so essentially what that meant, the cancellation, was that all the contracts are over. Everybody's off the hook for any kind of performance in 2020, uh, as far as we know. And... Suddenly, Riho Sayashi showed up on Instagram.
1: Yeah, what <laughs> that was a wonderful a su- sight to see. What a surprise!
0: So that was, uh, I mean, like of course, people didn't initially believe this, oh. but um, there were there were sort of like known known entities that started following it. Uh, What's
3: exciting is she's actually pretty active on there here recently, like since creating it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so there was. I think there was about a day when it sort of existed with a post, mm-hmm. uh, and then almost immediately. Uh she did sort of like a live stream interacting with questions and well, mainly she was just i think talking talking to the camera and then she brought on and said i didn't prepare for this so i don't i don't know the name of the person that she brought on but it was it was a uh luminary from morning musume uh you know that i think was sort of her idol <laughs> <laughs> i i takahashi is uh, what the chat room says thanks um uh, and of course so that was kind of funny because we were watching it i assume most of us were watching it and uh you know she so was sort of like talking talking to the, the chat room and stuff like that and then i showed up and then suddenly we were just eavesdropping on their conversation <laughs> <laughs> but so did you guys watch it did you have thoughts I,
3: on that? i i did not watch the stream but I, I tried to catch up on all the question and answers that she posted afterwards
2: yeah i kind of hopped in and out of it um she streamed for like an hour
1: yeah, I can I watched it afterwards because I think it was at the time when it was yeah, nighttime in the UK. So I, I caught up after.
2: Pretty cool though. Yeah. But I can't help but wonder
0: what that means her being on Instagram. Yeah, I, well it, there was a there was a plan behind my yeah. introducing these two facts back to back. <laughs> but yeah. Could
3: be could be the test run.
0: I don't I don't know what this means about about Rio. I mean like we basically she was not uh like she had no responsibilities now until October in public, as far as we know, with baby metal, right? So that's why I was kind of thinking that she might've gotten permission to just do her own thing mm-hmm. or maybe it's over. I mean, maybe she, maybe this is the end of her, uh, Avengership
2: speculation to be had.
0: Yeah. But it's cool to see her though. I mean, like, you know, it's, it feels a little dumb to sit there and like listen to her talking when I, you know, I understand every once in a while she says eat, you know, I understand that <laughs> or, you know, thank you. <laughs>
2: Well, she went live again, um, and kind of kept her promise. She took some questions in English and answered them.
0: Yeah. And yeah, her English was, uh, you know, quite good, actually. She said, um, what, four years? I think she was studying English. So not super long.
2: Yeah. Well, she also went to that hip hop dance school in New York for a two years, a year, at least a year. So I imagine speaking mm-hmm. English every day helped.
0: But yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to this, you know, increased interaction with Rio. Of course, zero uh, information about anything related to baby metal. Um, she mentioned not having been to Canada, and uh, she, I think, mentioned being in New York. <laughs> but I mean, like, none of this stuff is baby metal related. Right. But anyway, so I, I expect I will continue to pay attention to what she's doing, even if it turns out she's not an Avenger anymore. And she could still be. I mean, like uh, we we know that there's basically nothing going on until October, uh, and possibly not even in October for her. So uh, this might be just a way for her to be doing something, not just locked down.
1: Yeah, I, I have a feeling she's still going to be part of the Avengers.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: imagine she's a lot or treated a lot like a commie member. Like they all have Twitter accounts and are pretty active and do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see how Instagram is really yeah. all that different. You know, just I'm sure there's a clause where don't post pictures of things. She shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess the thing is that um I can't help reading something into the timing coincidence, like tour's canceled, Rio shows up. You know, and oh, sure. nothing from her before.
1: <laughs> She's having a holiday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hundred and sixty thousand followers in like a day, though. That's pretty impressive. I
0: know. Yeah, really cool. Right. Yeah, and I, I imagine that that there's not i mean there's there's a chunk of those that are coming from baby model but there's there's a significant chunk that are coming from her prior absolutely <laughs> life <laughs> yeah of course okay let's see actually i don't think i had much more in the sort of news area um, and often we have a, a section on you know soon to be obsolete speculations about the future but i think we've been sort of doing that any other further speculations
1: well, I, th- I think they'll move the XX Day to next year. So I think they have to do that show because it's such a, mm. a big, a massive time for them. It, well, it's ten years; mm-hmm. that they have they have to carry on.
3: They have to do some kind of monumental event. They can't just let it slide off, say something, and probably push it back. That'd be my speculation.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think it may have it may be that they just multiplied this into two events because because it's still going to be October tenth, you know, regardless of of like whether people can travel so i i assume they're going to acknowledge the date
2: yeah so i guess i'll ask the room knowing that they're not going to do a show well assuming they're not going to do a show in october what would you like to see them do to mark the actual day
3: maybe A Q&A like Riho did on her instagram but maybe on like a live twitter feed i don't know that, that would be something i feel is totally feasible for them to do just, they just have to have the motivation to do it
1: yeah like a youtube live stream or something hmm.
0: Yeah, I would, I my guess would be that that's slightly too uncontrolled for them, but uh, something like an actual, like an interview, rather than taking the questions from the live stream, just somebody who's got prepared questions.
1: Oh, yeah, they wouldn't take questions from us, us, us fans. Oh, that would be a mess. <laughs> it would.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, the questions that uh, Riho was getting were, were kind of <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs>
3: but i um, guess that's the product of three different fan phantoms all asking questions about all three different separate phantoms
0: well and and honestly i guess i sort of feel like i find i feel myself to be on the next level of of like interview desire like i'm i'm tired of the what we have heard i want to hear like background and and like you know stories and stuff
2: (laughs) we want the tea
1: yes that is that is the word
2: you know here's what i want to see do you remember the uh was it the DVD commentary from the music videos they did? Yes. All those years ago? That's a good idea. I want to see that again. Yeah. It's safe. They've already done it. They don't have to talk to the fans. And it's something everybody would like.
0: Yeah, like a retrospective commentary on even maybe one of the shows.
2: Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Fire up Tokyo Dome again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be super fun. Mm
2: hmm.
0: Fire up Legend Metal Galaxy.
3: Fire it up!
1: Fire up the forum.
3: Yeah.
0: By then, it won't be that new. Like, it'd be almost a year old. Yeah, I really like that idea, actually, of a commentary. It'd be nice if we could see them doing it, but if we can't see them, even just hearing it, hearing their thoughts on it would be good. Mm-hmm. Though, now that I think about that, I wonder what language it would be in, and how long I would have to wait for the translation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess there'd be time to learn Japanese between now and then. Yeah,
2: no time but, like the time when you can't go outside to learn a new
0: language. That's right i i mean i always kind of thought that there was a possibility that this anniversary thing wouldn't be just a show that it might be something a little bit more of a retrospective you know self-documentary or something or bringing people on and talking
3: look back over the previous 10 years would be a nice little documentary title for him yeah that would be
1: perfect
0: yeah i would and you know i mean i would love it if everybody were there yeah (laughs) yeah
3: oh i I don't think I was brought up earlier, but somebody when we were on the topic of them playing something on every tenth of the month, um, somebody did comment that June twentieth was Yui's birthday. Mm, and true. If, you, if So ten, ten, twenty, on the falling on the days of the month, but that's just oh, further
0: speculation.
2: was <laughs> yeah. returned confirmed. Yeah. yeah, the
0: for the fifth hundred time. Well, but all right. So, but I guess that means July doesn't have anything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was an interesting save, I think, you know, with Fox day kind of going by with nothing, you know, that they can make it seem like, well, we were planning on doing things on the 10th anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's also a question, uh, if we're now seeing Riho, are we going to start seeing the other Avengers? Um, so kano has been doing stuff that I have not been paying very much attention to, but with this one five group, uh, and I think they've been, you know, at least tweeting things, uh,
2: Kana's kind of been all over the 1-5 socials. All of them have Instagram and Twitter.
0: Okay. Yeah. And Momoko, I don't think, has any other outlet at this Not point. Not that we know what of. a wonderful hear from her. Or maybe that can be further fuel for speculation. If we don't hear from her and we hear from everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm super curious to see what comes of this. Um, and I guess there are some other things happening soon, too. right? So the forum starts shipping almost immediately on yes. the 13th i think
1: so excited for that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested to see both of the things that we haven't yet seen from it and what the photo book looks like and stuff like that maybe we're in it <laughs> we're yeah. all there right yeah that garrett wasn't there i guess but, no but i'll be looking forward to see you guys maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, your, your bird is uh... yeah
3: I, <laughs> I, every time i talk he thinks he has to talk to him. i love it it's great <laughs> that, that's <laughs> it's the so problem of recording at noon <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, so that so we have that we have. Um, I mean, we're bearing down on Legend of Metal Galaxy Day Two as well. Um, that's what the seventeenth, I think. Ye-
2: yes, seventeenth.
0: So, uh, despite the fact that everybody's kind of locked down, it feels like there's a fair amount of content and stuff happening, and we have all this time to like you know talk on podcasts. <laughs> True, and listen to podcasts. That's one problem with podcasts, you know. Like at least for me, I uh, you know it was kind of like a commuting thing. I would listen while I was in transit or whatever and now you know i just go to the other room
3: i like using them as background noise for like gaming and stuff
2: i'm just behind on everything i had started i haven't listened to a single thing since i've been at home
0: (laughs) okay so i guess um we could maybe transition into uh, the not all that distinct um talking with kelly topic (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Um, uh, maybe we could just talk a little bit about what your experience has been like, as you know, kind of one one of the more prominent fans. Um, so, and it's possible that this is you know, largely due to your YouTube channel. Uh, so what started that? Like, why did you start a YouTube channel?
1: So, I started completely unrelated to Baby Metal, was to basically just do makeup videos because <laughs> hmm. I, I just got into it and I've watched loads of other, like, kind of makeup. YouTubers do it and I just wanted to do it myself. And then I upload, I think it must have been my third or fourth video. I uploaded the Fox God mask makeup tutorial. And that Mm. for me, I only had like, I don't know, 50 subscribers or something. And Mm. that got (laughs) 3000 views and then it went up to like 7000. And it just for me, it just, that's just mind blowing. Like those amount of numbers just for such a small YouTuber. And then that kind of opened up more people I would speak to and meet and then my kind of Twitter followers were kind of going up and up because I kept talking about baby metal and just from then on I just started doing a bit more because I know it was quite popular and people seemed to enjoy it so I just I carried on and then I did the vlog of Wembley which absolutely blew up I had no idea it would take off that much and then I did sort of merch videos and unboxings after that and just I've just carried on because it's popular and people enjoy it
0: Well, it's gotta be kind of fun to meet so many people that way. Oh,
1: yeah. The amount of friends (laughs) I've made is unreal. And they're just all so lovely. I just love everybody. And this whole community is just awesome. It's the best thing I've ever done.
0: Yeah. I mean, so that was one of the things I was wondering about what your thoughts were on as well, I guess. (laughs) What are your thoughts about the fan base overall? Because I think you've, you've interacted with a large proportion of them in some way just from being a, a highly visible fan.
1: Yeah, I have, but even to um speaking to Japanese people as well and they are so so sweet. Uh, it's just amazing. I um mm-hmm. cuz I went to Japan last year, I met mm-hmm. a Japanese fan who took me to the Fox God bar. So uh, I was, I so I wasn't going on on, the, on my own, and I met um, a lady called Fumi, who's a cosplayer mm-hmm. in Japan as well. She's quite well known for going to shows in Japan, and it was just, it was the best experience. And I was there for four hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it
1: was just amazing, and yeah, just chatting to people online, got Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, even just on my YouTube comments. It just, it's, it's lovely just to talk to all these people about. A, a subject and a band that everyone just loves.
0: I noticed that uh, at least some of your videos wound up being uh, subtitled. <laughs> that yes, that translated was. Translated them into that, Japanese. That
1: was a total shock because I don't even know who, I don't. I've, I don't know who they are. The the only time I speak to them is actually through my YouTube comments. And they, mm-hmm. they just commented on one of my videos saying, Can I um I've added no, can I add subtitles to this? And I was like, Yeah, of course. So they added it and I have to approve it. And I think they only they've only done the vlogs at the moment. And that that person actually went back through my videos and did a few more and did um some wow. reaction videos of mine as well. And I just think that's amazing because I get so many questions of Japanese fans saying, Oh, are you gonna add um in japanese subtitles so i I don't speak japanese i really i really can't do it and i'm not really close to anybody who who could do it for me either so that person just offering to do it it was just amazing
3: great example of the community helping out the community
0: yeah yeah that's so cool well and and that's one of the great things about this interconnected world that we're in at the moment you know that we can have these weird little interests that we don't know we know almost no humans in our daily life (laughs) That, that sort of share this interest, but yet, you know, there's still like a huge, huge group of friends that we can chat with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I chat to some fans daily, especially, I'm going to mention him now, Finn. I talk to him every day, mm. <laughs> especially now <laughs> that we're in isolation and quarantine. We just talk about baby all the time and Prue and Lily and Tash, uh, special mentions. <laughs>
2: That's fun. <laughs> Speaking of quarantine, have you noticed, uh, at least on your content, more people finding you or kind of going through your viewership because maybe yeah. I was kind of making the rounds again through um like the react videos and things
1: yeah i haven't actually paid attention to much of my old stuff but i mean my vlogs are doing pretty well they're pretty kind of even at the moment because i did like three in a row so people seem to be enjoying that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i definitely wonder if this is going to help increase their visibility more than a tour would even
1: yeah exactly
0: So someone in the chat room asked, what was your first song?
1: So I assume that's the first song I listened to. The the first one I listened to was Gimme Chocolate, but actually I thought it was very odd. So I moved on to another song and that was Megitsune and I became obsessed with that song and then just listened to the whole album from then on.
0: Excellent. As one does. That tracks pretty well with my experience. I think Karate was the one that that sucked me in because I got in later, but but I I also sort of skipped past Gimme Chocolate. Yeah. (laughs) It's I mean, but actually, all three of those songs do have this—the initial kind of I don't know if it's a shock thing, but you know the thing that kind of puts you off at first before it draws you in. It's like okay, well, there's just a bunch of little like chanting little girls here.
1: Yeah, that that is most people's reaction.
0: (laughs) But then when it settles in, then suddenly you realize, oh yes, that not only is that uh, perfectly fitting, but this is much deeper than it seemed at first.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, I do I do sort sort of wonder about. Give me chocolate, that intro, like how many people make it past the the very first vocals?
3: It's arguably kind of a rough first impression.
0: Yeah. But,
3: I mean, I feel like once they get into the chorus, it's kind of hard not to sing along.
0: Well, I think it's really well designed for what it does, both of these. Yeah. Uh, just because it is setting up that shock, like, this is nonsense. Oh, wait, this is good.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, what is it? Why are they singing about chocolate? Oh, wait, why am I singing about chocolate? <laughs> yeah.
0: So one thing that was really neat, I think, about your, Callie, your your sort of presence as a a highly visible fan is that you caught the attention of Amuse USA. Um,
1: Yes.
0: That was amazing. I know. I, I think you recapped this a little bit on the video that you did about this, but... Maybe you could talk a little bit about how how this interaction with the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, came sure.
1: By. I've actually got the the first email that they sent me up, so so I can just jog my memory. So it uh-huh. it was um, October 2018. Um, Z or Z or Z to Comics uh, emailed me. Uh-huh. I say Z, you say Z. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, they emailed, honestly, I was at work when they emailed me and I read it on my lunch break and I basically just fell off my, fell off my chair eating my lunch.
4: <laughs>
1: and I was, I was squealing internally because I didn't really want to make a scene. <laughs> and I, I ran, I ran out of um, my department and phoned Tom and I just screamed down the phone at him. You would not believe who's emailed me and what they want me to do. Uh, so basically. Well, they just approached me saying, um, "Hi, we're the guys from ZT Comics. Uh, we're publishers of the Baby Metal graphic novel. Um, they've become immersed in the world of Baby Metal, and um, a lot of ideas on how to approach the graphic novel came from listening to you and other Kitsune's who've provided so much valuable insight. Um, oh. So, and they said they wanted to approach me about an exclusive unboxing video of the deluxe edition, which at that point I had already pre-ordered." Yeah. Um, so they said they're going to get a few advanced copies of the edition soon and would like to send me a copy to open it up for everybody to see before it's released. And they, they also said that they enjoyed my Legendess unboxing. So I think that's how it came about. And cause I actually, just in case someone wants to contact me, I left like an email address in the description of my videos, you know, just in yeah, case.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's worth it because they did, they used that email address to contact me. Um, and they just said, if your game will send you a copy of the duck Decision for free. And if you'd already ordered the, or already ordered it, we'll be happy to refund you, which they did. So they basically refunded me the money and then gave me one for free.
2: <laughs> How cool is that? That's it? awesome. I know. That's and yes. Amazing.
1: And they just said, otherwise keep up the great work and thank you so much for being a rock star supporter of, of Baby Metal. We all truly appreciate it. So I was like, of course I said, yes, of course. Yeah. What, what a opportunity for just
3: i think your reaction was like would be spot on yeah <laughs> you said you were in some kind of department like that would have been out the window for me i would have been screaming anyway
1: i know I could, because what well, a lot of people at work do know i'm obsessed with baby metal but i i couldn't release my inner kind of explosion yeah. at that mm-hmm. point so i had to i had to leave <laughs> <laughs> totally respectable.
3: i remember when papa yeah actually like got leaked and I was actually working with a client and I actually had to step away just to listen to like 30 seconds of it. And really? I couldn't contain my excitement from that. I couldn't imagine getting an email from Amuse. I know. I would lose my mind. <laughs> Particularly a positive one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not a cease and desist, a positive <laughs> yeah. one.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we, um, from that, we were emailing each other back and forth, just discussing like when they're going to send it out and what they want me to include in the video, just like points about the novel that they want me to mention. And, there you go. They sent it to me and I unboxed it on camera for everybody.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So. And will
1: cool. never forget it's an amazing opportunity. I mean, because how often do you get like bands interact with their fans? I know this isn't directly Baby Metal's kind of administration team, but it's still linked. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's closer than any of us have ever been. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it does seem like so this this i think was largely amuse usa um and they you know i think they have their own ideas on how to get the word out yeah <laughs> this doesn't sound like a mm. uh, coba idea
1: no i don't think so so i don't know who actually started it because the z2 comics and amuse or the, the baby metal graphic novel social media kind of, i think they're separate but it must have been the the um the comic guy's idea maybe to reach out to a fan to kind of mm-hmm. open it up and yeah
3: yeah sure they were aware to a certain degree that the baby male community is pretty tight and if they were to give one to a prominent figure like yourself that it would the news would get out yeah pretty reliably and fast yeah mm-hmm.
2: so we had a pretty and build hype too we had a pretty cool opportunity to peel the curtain back when we had darren on a couple of episodes ago Mm-hmm. Can you the photographer talk mm-hmm. to us at all about what kind of things they wanted you to feature and what that process was like?
0: You know, working. Yeah, I was with curious about use? that when you mentioned it too.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, hang on, let me see if I can find it. So, um, <laughs> they obviously I read out the um, kind of letter or letter or kind of paragraph they wanted me to read out in the video, which I did. But they just oh, okay. wanted okay. me to say, "Hang on, I do, I do have it here." One moment, talk among yourselves. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> okay. <good. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I also, um, I think after I uploaded the video, they complimented the the um, B roll that I did of the actual book itself, which yeah. was largely um, done by my boyfriend Tom because he is he has um, a YouTube channel. He does like he teaches media and he's very okay with filming and cameras and uh-huh. things. So he actually helped me do that, and that, and they really appreciated it. So it wasn't just a bog standard. There you go. There's the book. But and awesome. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, so...
0: Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, the videos on your channel, like, they're well produced. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're. it's, yeah, it's thank not you. just some guy in their basement or whatever.
3: No. <laughs> they're better quality than I feel like I would ever be able to make. Yeah.
1: I actually asked them a question myself in these emails. I said, yeah, was the Deluxe Edition plan from when they did all the novel or did it come afterwards? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, us fans like limited edition and special edition merch items. He said, um, oh yeah, it said, we we did have a deluxe edition planned from the beginning and then we knew we wanted to do one, but we weren't really set on the design of the book until it was finished. We really wanted to see how the BM team felt about it. So obviously they've been talking to the actual BM team about the design of the deluxe edition and going back and forth. Um, mm. Yeah. And that's how, and they said, that's how we landed the Bible slash illuminated text design. Huh. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know all the ref- all the references to biblical religious things in baby metal shows is quite obvious,
0: right? It is a pretty impressive book too. <laughs> yeah, mean, like it
1: is it, it's stunning.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so that's interesting. I, I I wonder if that tells us something about the the marketing shenanigans in a way too. If they if they always knew there was going to be a deluxe edition, because yeah. usually usually they they set this up in such a way that they'll you know make available the regular edition. And then once everybody's bought the regular edition, then they'll say, "Oh, and there are these special editions, and there's five different covers."
1: Oh, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then there's a deluxe edition once you've bought all those. <laughs> so it is somewhat astute, I think, to you know ask about the fact that they were actually planning this deluxe edition from the outset.
2: So, do you remember? Did they want you to talk about certain pages or passages or parts of the book?
1: No, they didn't. They just literally just want me to just unbox the actual book itself and not really speak about the the actual kind of story
3: uh, okay. of the book yeah Wait, which is fair they don't really want you to spoil it no exactly they want you to sell it
1: <laughs> sell it yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah i mean that's a bit harsh we were buying it anyway but
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: no. you're showing it off maybe this is an obvious question but would you do it again if
0: they approached you
1: of course yes Oh, <laughs> uh, not even yeah
0: yeah no I, I, I mean i'm sure that there were I I bet it actually was a pretty good marketing move. I mean, like once people could sort of see what this thing looked like without just it being a a picture on a smart or whatever, I you know I think that probably helped sell a few of them. So I think it was it was a a good move on their part as well as uh, you know a great opportunity for you.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it was amazing.
0: Yeah, we did seems like a for, forever ago now but we did actually uh run through that pretty carefully uh, on the podcast we had a you know spoiling everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> word for word but that was and you know that was back when there was nothing else going on so we figured all right well we'll read the graphic novel yeah. the graphic novel's a peak yeah I, i'm kind of curious to go back and maybe re-listen to that or at least reread the book i haven't i haven't opened it since then basically i haven't either Me neither it's only 63 pages you knock it out in half an hour yeah
3: yeah <laughs> we have all the time in the world right now cmi as well
0: one of the things that's uh that i was curious about was on this podcast you know we've we've done what this is the 35th episode and there were a few actually even before episode one uh but it's mostly been just a bunch of guys <laughs> talking <laughs> about baby metal um, and you know i think the metal genre itself kind of skews male in its demographic, but. I think Babymetal is less so. I mean, like we like to believe it's less so and it sort of seems like it, but I'm just kind of curious, uh, Callie, what your thought is about the impression of of the demographic makeup. It's possible you you see it differently from us.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely do see that it's more of a male prominent kind of fan base, but I think there are a lot of females out there, but they just don't put their presence out online. I get that feeling. Mm-hmm. And especially in Japan, because I think some Japanese, Japanese women are quite shy and I know cause they do the all, the all female shows. I mean, that's full of them. Right. So mm-hmm. the the fans are there. I just think that they just don't kind of put themselves out there as much as the male fans do.
0: Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. And you're, you're right. Actually, those like the red night ones. I mean, that's one of the things I kind of like about the red night shows mm. or the what, red Fox festival. I mean, and I guess there was another one too. Red mass, I guess that, uh, you know, it's full. I mean, like it's a, it's a packed crowd.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: So it does seem like, th- you know, there are sometimes on the uh, subreddit, there'll be uh, like a census or taken or whatever. And the people who fill out the census are still, you know, overwhelmingly voting mail. Yeah. <laughs> but it does seem to me, and I do kind of take pride in the fact that this is a, this group has attracted a pretty diverse fan base.
1: Yes, it really has. All over the world. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of curious, what's it like
2: being a part of this fan base as a woman? You know, most of my friends are guys. Like you said, most of the people that put themselves yeah. out there are guys. So I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective as a fan.
1: Well, to be honest, I mean, I have a lot of like guy friends. And I mean, that actually, as it's like the months and days go on, I'm actually finding more female fans that kind of coming out following like my Twitter, for example. And, I'm just yeah, kind of on the search for more female fans because there are, I mean, a lot of male fans that do follow me on kind of my social media and YouTube. But I, I well I just see it as just we are the one and just everyone's um a kitsune. So I it yeah, it doesn't bother me in the slightest that mm-hmm. there are more males than oh, I just seen a photo on the chat. Sorry, that's very cute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What would you what would you tell to You know, maybe we have some female listeners who've never been to a show or maybe afraid to go uh, to a metal show or a baby metal show because it's so, you know, male skewed. What would you tell to that person to encourage them to come out?
1: I would say go because I've. Every show I've been to has always been a great experience. I mean, if you're in the in the pits, or maybe if you're in the middle of the crowd, it's probably quite tough, and you will get squished because, the, especially in the UK, the it, the the crush is immense. So mm-hmm. either queue up at ridiculous hours like me and be at the front, or just be chill and hang around at the back because that's just just as good because you get to see everything and the whole crowd reaction. But yeah, I do. I do really recommend. We do need more females coming to these shows.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely, I definitely have thought that to the extent that there's sort of an upward trajectory that they're in now in terms of popularity and mm. being known and stuff. That that's going to help a lot. You know, that people will come out of hiding.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just
0: I mean, not not just female fans, but everybody. You know. Yeah. But speaking of lining up. Uh,
1: oh what yes.
0: Was <laughs> wh- wh- which was the one that you you were you were like vip one like 30 hours in advance.
1: yeah 30 hours something that was 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 brixton 2019
0: nice yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know how we did it It, 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 we didn't actually plan to queue that early Uh so we were i think it was about 12 o'clock we were just walking towards the venue just to kind of scope it out see where like we could sit and everything and we saw two japanese pans walking towards us and they kind of said are you going to queue you going to queue now and me and lily looked at each other like um Yes, because we, we kind of wanted to be like, we wanted to be like the first two people we were like, well, if we say no, that means they're going to go queue and we won't be the first yeah. people. So we went and then we just numbered our hands and these two are the Japanese fans and that was it. So that was 20 past 12 in the afternoon, the wow. day before. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that, that that sort of answers the next question I had, was I was kind of wondering when the next person came, because I mean, like it would be, a, it would have been actually somewhat amusing if you were there for seven hours before number three showed up. No, they
1: they started to filter in, I think, and then Andrew came along, uh, and then some a couple more Japanese fans, and it it just it just started. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: amazing. Yeah, more than twenty four hours is amazing.
1: Yeah, and I did I did not sleep one wink. Wow. I, just, I had a, a chair with me in my sleeping bag because Brixton is not a good area. I think it is quite rough. So mm. I was very alert, kind of sat there all night, my eyes wide open. So I just wanted to make sure I was safe and everyone else was safe. I just mm. needed to be alert because we did, the only um, issues we had was um, a couple of drunk, maybe some homeless people walking past asking for money or just kind of, they, they weren't, they've just, they weren't really bothering us, they were just kind of just drunk, really. <laughs> and then then we kind of just ignored them then they went on their way. So we had we had no trouble. But yeah, Brixton is yeah, as Paul says, is a bit of a S H I T hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a running commentary in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um you've done a number of the concert vlogs, and I think in terms of putting things on YouTube, mm. I was kind of curious about the the production that goes into that. I mean, so you've done a number of different things, you know, you've done the concert vlogs where you're actually sort of like filming throughout and yeah. then you cut it together later. Yeah. And then some of the reactions and things. But what's, what, what's that process like? I mean, like
1: So I find just on the technical side. Yeah. I find um, vlogs quite easy to edit because I'm basically just chucking a load of footage together and just kind of cutting it. I'm not really doing any fancy edits. Um, So I do all of this on Adobe Premiere Pro. So it's it's quite simple Mm. once you get used to it. I mean, I've been doing it for years now. So, but some videos do take a long time, especially reaction videos.
4: Mm.
1: (laughs) They take, well, unless I'm recording the whole song and I don't have to make any cuts, it can be quite easy but then i have to if it's a copyrighted song i have to cut a lot out of it and it's especially if it gets copyrighted on youtube and then i have to redo it i think the most i've re- i think the papaya video i edited it about 5 times which oh. just is is crazy because it, oh. it takes so long to kind of export it and yeah. then upload yeah. it to youtube and then i have to wait for them for the copyright police to pick anything up if if anything <laughs>
0: Oh, my
2: heart goes out to you on that one.
1: Yeah, so that's why I haven't really done a reaction video for a while because it is a right pain.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. There there does seem to be a pretty large reaction video community. I mean, I know that's not that's not primarily what you do, but yeah. you've done a few of those and you've sort of interacted with it. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people a lot of reaction kind of channels have their own way of covering the copyright kind of aspect of things. They either cut so much or keep pausing or talk over the the song or they cover up the kind of video of the song yeah there's lots of different ways of doing it
4: yeah
0: it's interesting I, I, it's sort of an area of the internet that i was not really aware of mm. <laughs> prior to getting into baby metal myself you know like but now it's kind of interesting to see people's reaction to this when mm. they don't know you know it's it's kind of fun to see people be converted and it's you know there are definitely opinions out there about like well they shouldn't be pausing because we want to see your actual reaction but Mm. you know at the same time we want to hear your opinion they should be pausing both so it survives (laughs) copyright and uh, yeah i'm almost more annoyed when somebody they decide they're going to talk to the camera for a little bit and miss like the best part (laughs) yeah much better to pause there's a
3: good breakdown coming up shut up (laughs) exactly
1: oh there is there is a question here can i answer the question
3: Absolutely.
1: Um so what's your fave live show you've been to? Mine mm. is is it has to be Wembley because of the just it was just so entertaining it was just like watching well not not like a musical but kind of that kind of it was just so amazing to watch entertaining because it was just like like a massive production the choreography and just everything about it was just stunning.
3: I agree. They absolutely killed it at Wembley. Yeah. yeah
2: Wembley was actually the first pro shot I watched.
3: Yeah, it had to have been one of the first few for me too.
2: I remember finding it the night I became a fan and stayed up all night and went down the foxhole completely. I watched it at like four o'clock in the morning and that's what kind of completely put me <laughs> over the edge.
0: Yeah. It's a good mix of of big and small, too. I mean like mm-hmm. it's it's not the Dome immense thing where they're all a mile apart from each other. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's not but it isn't just them on a the stage either. Um mm. Their costumes were great. Uh, Yes, because it was. Everything was very good. It
1: was kind of the first time they got rid of the uh, red tutus, so that was a bit of a shock, but the costumes were still really cool.
0: Yeah, it's sort of, it actually sort of seemed like it, it stepped up in coolness (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Mm. I mean, maybe one step toward cool and one step away from like little cute people, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously it was not there, but uh, viewing it from the other side of a screen is very impressive.
1: No, oh, someone someone asks um about going to a show in Japan. I've not actually been to a baby metal show in Japan. I've just been there on holiday. So I have no idea how I'd plan for it, but it it take a lot it took a lot of planning for me just to go to Japan on holiday let alone going to a baby metal show and getting tickets.
0: Yeah, that would that would seem like mm. it's a, an extra dimension of they don't tend to give you a lot of lead time. No. So you could be risking getting your travel tickets prior to actually knowing if you have a way to get in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will, I'll say this. I don't want to get into a whole rant about how to do it, but if you get there and you don't have a ticket, you will get a ticket. It, it, we will ah. make it happen. Um, the Japanese fans are so accommodating and so friendly. They really are. You know, if mm-hmm. you just start asking around, you know, they'll start texting their friends and you'll yeah. find a ticket. Yeah, they will. Um, a lot of them, Will enter for the maximum number of tickets per the lottery, even though they only need one just for this purpose.
3: Cool. It's wonderful. Another great example of the community helping out the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, I actually got offered tickets to go to Tokyo Dome, but I, I just couldn't because it was just too late notice and the, the flights would have been just too expensive. But there was a chance I could go.
2: <laughs> Ooh. I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> That's a hard one to swallow. I know,
1: it's very hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I guess maybe it's a good time since we're already kind of doing it anyway to take some more questions from the chat.
1: Yeah, I could see one up here from Vaz. <laughs> Weird mm. question. Who do you stand the most? Well, Moa Metal is best metal, so that's my yes. answer. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs>
2: that's the real reason you were invited.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> now. No. <laughs> Yeah, on the um, subreddit Discord, we have to pick. The, the, we have the option of picking roles. Uh, I, oh yeah, I have always picked the all role whenever given the option. Because basically, my my rationale has always been that I can't pick one because what that means is I'm not picking a bunch of other people. <laughs>
1: yeah. <So. laughs> I think there's another question up here. Um, what is your favorite album? So mine is the self-titled first album, Baby Metal. It just can't can't be beaten. It's perfect.
0: Yeah, I think for me, uh, I can't distinguish the first two all that well because I got I met them both at the same time.
1: Yes, yeah, that's so true.
0: It's a problem with coming late.
1: Yeah, but coming late, you get all of this content that you need to catch up and listen to. Mm. So much mm-hmm. fun! And
0: yeah, I see the chat room is Ooh. full of contentious questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Favorite outfit? Mine is actually I really did enjoy the 2018 warrior outfits that they did for. Um the u s and Europe
2: tour oh cool answer yeah, yeah
1: i I love them.
3: honestly, I like the masks and the staffs they used during in the name of during that entire yeah, tour. yeah that's
1: mm-hmm. yeah, such a a costume to open with.
3: I actually use that as my steam profile for like at least a year. All was right. just that picture of them with, and those giant masks I, don't know, I like them they're cool
0: yeah well, and, and the costumes were interestingly different too. I mean like dark side. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a neat move. Um, I think it was kind of cool that they, you know, then went back to something that was sort of more, more familiar, but, but yet mature. Mm-hmm. But the, the warrior thing was really quite, quite nice. The headpiece was a little strange, but that goes on you too. It
1: was, yeah. I just liked that they had the, the hair down and they had long hair. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I like that too.
1: Yeah, and I just thought it, it was just more grown up than wearing the, the normal
0: tutus that they wore mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Yeah, it, i am so you know curious what the alternate universe is like where where you continued in oh i know because i suspect that i suspect that a lot of this stuff would still be the same you know up to a point like Mm. you know that i I suspect that the warrior thing and all that was was still it was all still basically them trying to make a break into a more mature them
1: yeah that's true
0: and so so what did you think of the dark knight carnival outfits
1: oh oh gosh I, I have a love-hate relationship
4: with those outfits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, the, the best thing I like about it is actually their makeup was really, really stunning. It was just gold and sparkly. So I really, yeah. I really did like that. But the hair...
2: <laughs> the hair was I a little crazy. So.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: I know mean, somebody the in the chat head, earlier yeah. suggested you do the hair tutorial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I need to get like a... Some, like a bird's nest where can i find one
0: yeah. <laughs> i think yeah i i really kind of i really like the the intricacy of it though i mean like you know it was an interesting experiment i don't know i, I kind of liked it
1: yeah i mean it did, it did grow on me a little bit but it, it was it was very raggedy and it's like because there was like a, a theory that someone said that it was like a combination of all of their costumes that have been burnt <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> maybe yeah the um I think Sue had a, there was a sort of a skirt like thing that, that Sue had that was, it was very, it was very sort of abstract. It was just like a little donut around. Yeah, it was like her. a kind
1: of like a, a cage almost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very good shot of Sue. I think she's got her hands in front of her face somewhat and, and her eyes are closed, I think, with that hair and stuff. And it's just, I, I've used it as, um, album art on one of the, probably a Dark Knight Carnival rip, but it's just a, it's such an impressive photo. I should try to find it. Yeah. So that you know what I'm talking about. But there's, there's a fairly iconic photo of them in that, or of, of Sue, at least in that form, Mm -hmm. which looks really good. Yeah.
2: This is a good question for a clickbait title from Sunset. Callie, if one of the Avengers was to become the new (laughs) third, who would you prefer?
0: Yep. That was exactly what I was referring to before.
1: that is <laughs> that
4: is a good question.
1: <laughs> for me, it would be Riho, just because she was the first Avenger I saw. And, well, she's amazing. Um, I mean, I would ha- be happy with any of them, but I'm leaning kind of more towards Riho.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: There's
2: no wrong answer.
1: No, there isn't, though. No. I'd be no. happy with anybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They're all very good. I feel like I have much less experience with Kano, for real, obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you know i've really enjoyed seeing whichever one was there for themselves mm-hmm. and not being annoyed that the other one wasn't there
1: oh yeah daniel's just um uploaded that photo i think you're all about oh yes there that is that is stunning
0: yeah what a, that that uh uh i guess it isn't a skirt exactly it's like a skirt it's something i don't know how what to, how to refer to it as but the the cage thing is like a it's sort of an overskirt <laughs> yes of some kind
1: let's just call it cage thing
2: cage thing cage
0: thing, <laughs> cage thing is
1: good
3: <laughs> You got, got that on lockdown now. <laughs> Do you think
1: yeah. you might be able to get some of those and you can put your bird in it?
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what I Okay, the current situation is that he recognizes spinning fan equals death, but also recognizes non-spinning fan as a landing spot. And I don't like <laughs> that. Oh, <no. laughs> I could put those on top of the fan. That would solve all my problems.
4: <laughs> right.
1: Oh, yeah. The peplum is what they refer it to. That That's,
3: kind of cage thing. Okay. Interesting. I, I would have never guessed yeah, yeah.
0: that. I, I I don't think I've ever heard that word in my life. No,
1: I did know that because I had that on my um, first costume I made. Ah, okay,
0: that's it. Yes, now, now in the chat, Daniel has posted the actual photo that uh, I was of. and I love that photo. That
1: is that that is absolutely stunning. <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's what makes me not hate the hair and the and the intricate shoulder work and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean it's an impressive costume. The amount of kind of work that's gone into that it's probably the most intricate costume they
4: have.
0: Yeah, I wonder where that photo is from. Actually, I wonder if that was from a interview. Mm. I don't know. That's one thing that I find kind of sad about all the photos that float around uh, our community is that someone did us a great service by taking that photo and getting you know getting that opportunity, and then mm. and then everybody loses track of who who took it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Wow. Well, then twenty eighteen isn't shared a whole lot either.
1: I think someone's asked, um, "What's your favorite memory from a show?" I think mine is probably the first time I met Lily. That was the day before the Utrecht show. That was just, it was amazing. Cause she, cause she's now just a good, like my best friend basically now. And we just traveled to all of the baby metal shows together. So meeting her for the first time was a very good, special memory for me.
2: Awesome. That's
1: that's
2: pretty cool. Yeah. Abby asks, Callie, what is your favorite choreography?
1: Ooh, Hmm. well, it was Yava for a long time. Oh, but I think imagine I has overtaken that now because I love it really? so much
0: so much fun to watch oh
1: it really is yeah
0: you have you have some dancing experience yourself like I do. actually doing it right
1: yeah I, I've been dancing since I was about 15 so I'm, I'm 29 now so I've been dancing mm-hmm. a long time
0: <laughs> I assume you've attempted some of these right uh,
1: I have. Yes, I think probably, imagine I probably the only one I actually know the whole thing, surprisingly. I know bits of other songs, but it's just, it's finding that motivation to actually drill the whole of the choreography and the dancing. Because I I want mm-hmm. to get it absolutely perfect.
0: <laughs> Great.
2: What's it like watching what they do with a dance background?
0: Given that you know something about dance, what does that do?
2: Yeah, you, you've been dancing for a oh, long right, time. Oh, right, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, well, I think dancing actually makes me love their songs even more. So I, I loved Imagine I when it came out, but then, then seeing the choreography just makes me love the, the songs just so much more because you can really feel the beats and where the arm movements coming on each of the points of the song. Yeah, I just fall in love with it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I I watch them so closely. Like I love watching kind of their feet and their footwork, the way their arms are placed mm-hmm. and how sharp their movements are. So now, because I've been dancing for so long, I really appreciate how much effort that they put into all these dances because they are so, so sharp.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Ha- have you felt like you can see an evolution over the, you know, like from Doki Doki Morning to omajinai? Yes, Yes, <laughs> like-
1: definitely. Yeah, because with all of this as well, um, like the choreographer, I just appreciate her, her like dance style so, so much. I mean, it's amazing that she's just been teaching the girls for for so many years. Yeah. Mickey co. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. There was actually an interview with her in one of the recent, I think it was PMC magazines as well.
1: Yes, there was. Yeah. She
0: she gave a sort of interesting outside perspective on all of this and like, you know, the way Sue interacted with dancing and so forth. And she's kind of a celebrity in her own right, Mm, right.
1: Yeah, she is. Well, I have another question. How uh, how has baby metal affected your life in general? Did you think it would take you around the world? Uh, what would you be doing without baby metal? Um, I well obviously I wouldn't be traveling as much. I would never have gone to LA to see them, or just I, I, honestly I wouldn't have traveled so much if I hadn't found baby metal. And all of all of my friends that I've just I, just, I talk to on a daily basis. I I just I don't know why I would be. I really don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's amazing how it's brought all so many people together.
1: Yeah, it really has. Just from all over the world, different countries. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Is the forum the furthest you've gone?
1: Yes, it has. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I've only been to um, the Netherlands and, yeah, LA in the forum.
0: Yeah, that was, it was a little difficult to get there or whatever, but I think it was really kind of nice to have this focus where they had a lot of space for a lot of people and everybody yeah. could go to one show and meet meet everybody and, and yeah. die of heat in the parking lot and whatever. <laughs> that was fun. That was, it was neat to have so many people there and it's interesting that there's so much to talk about. I mean, that you don't run out of things to say. We're on episode 35 of this podcast, for example. No, um, it just goes I mean, like, on you, and on. This is a group that up till very recently had only two albums to talk mm. about. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> there was actually, there was an interesting, uh Reddit post, which I think probably, you know, variants of this have shown up repeatedly on, on the subreddit, but someone was sort of asking about, like, why, how is it that, uh, I'm still listening to this, you know, constantly and I've not burned out?
1: No, um, I am exactly the same. I think
0: that one thing, it is interesting that they're, I think they're, um, their music internally has enough variation that I think it just keeps you interested. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a good way to put it because there's so many other bands that I listen to in songs that I, I I listen to like kind of quite a lot, and then I just get bored and it kind of fades out. But this is the only band I've listened to that's it's just it's never boring, never get bored.
0: Mm-hmm. And certainly before Metal Galaxy came out, I marveled occasionally at the fact that you know there's like two and a half albums worth of music here. Yeah. <laughs> But you still you still do get the unique differences in the different live performances and things like that. And it's always entertaining to to think about like a particular intro to a particular in- performance of Yava or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> By which I am referring to, of course, the Big Fox Festival. Yeah. Which was the best intro to Yava.
1: What a show! Oh, that really, that's my favorite kind of Cami band solo intro. Mm. So, yeah,
0: that's no, really
1: so fun. cool. Oh, Finn actually poses a very good question. Baby Metal Death or In The Name Of? Well, I think that is such an easy question. For me, it's Baby Metal Death. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I I agree with you there.
1: There, Yeah, there isn't a song that gets the crowd so pumped. Yeah,
0: that's a song that I really only appreciated in the context of a show. Mm. Like, yes,
1: um, I'm the same, yes.
0: So in the, on the album, it's kind of, it's like, you know, I, I skipped over it mostly for the first like 100 times I listened to the album.
1: Yeah, because it, t- it takes quite a while to get into the actual song as well. So I just, yeah, I used to skip it.
3: I feel like it's got such a good rhythm. It's hard for me to
0: skip it nowadays. There is this effect I think people have noted before where like you don't like something until you see it live and then suddenly you can barely remember the time when you didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that. It's interesting that these like the, the functional placement of these things like I think Baby Metal Death really is good for that kind of like building of hype. Yeah. I think Future Metal does that kind of too. I mean, like it's, it, it does it in a different way, but it, it has it the does. same kind of effect as like the theme song of a show that you're waiting to watch. Yeah,
1: I do. I do really enjoy Future Metal. That at the um, forum was just wow, goosebumps. spectacular. It was because mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole um, kind of thing they did on the backdrop was
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, just stunning.
0: Yeah, the forum was very impressive. It was a little disappointing how immediately they eclipsed it with all the other shows. <laughs> in yeah, way. it did. Yeah. Um the, they just get a, you know, this this sort of technology on stage kept getting better and better until mm-hmm. Legend Metal Galaxy and now I sort of feel like the forum kind of is uh a poor cousin of some sort. <laughs> but that was the <laughs> one I was at, so. <laughs> I know I had a question that's sort of that's that's kind of unrelated uh to what we're talking about now, but is something I was gonna ask before. With uh on the YouTube channel you were talking about reactions and you know, making sure it clears copyright and yeah. stuff. How worried are you about the the copyright things because i know i i had a channel it was un- unrelated to baby metal but i had a channel that, that got a copyright strike and i suddenly like became terrified and you know deleted everything because yeah. i was just afraid but uh like you must have come across this much more so,
1: yeah i have a lot of experience with copyright on youtube <laughs> um so there's there's actually songs you can use of baby metal that um that they um, kind of, they copyright it, but you, you can still view it on YouTube. You just can't kind of monetize it and make money off of it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but for me, I need, I need the song to be completely clean. So um, I think I did, I did, I reacted to distortion, but I had to mute it because it, they, they picked it up because, in because of the mm-hmm. things, because they might change their kind of policies like they did in 2018 and they removed pretty much all of the fan cams, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So I, I need to cover my back because like, maybe in the future that they, they might change their policy and take like the song down. So I, I mm-hmm. need to make sure it's totally clean. So that's why when I'm doing vlogs, I use um kind of baby metal covers and remixes as my, my music.
0: Nice. No, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I mean, this is not useful for produced videos, I think, but mm. you know, for reactions and things, a lot a lot of people have been promoting this kind of link and sync situation where essentially you, you watch the video, synchronized with your reaction so so you have to kind of have two channels open at the same time there's there's some software that kind of helps with that uh to start things and sync and stuff that's actually sort of useful reactor hub Mm. but um but i mean yeah that's one way to get around it at least at least until the the one you're reacting to gets struck but yeah the thing i just worried about was that you know i sort of felt like oh no they're gonna like they're gonna take my channel away
1: (laughs) yeah luckily i've I've not actually had any copyright strikes i've just kind of had warnings that, oh, this, this song has been copyrighted. This video is now blocked, but I don't actually get strikes strike. So I'm, I've been quite lucky. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's good. Yeah. I think the strike I got was from Apple and oh. <laughs> I figured they can afford. <laughs> so, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, so I will just say what I'll just delete everything.
1: Yeah. That's for the
0: best. I feel like there's something else I was going to ask. Oh yeah. The, the, um, I think we got the, some of the information about the, the songs, the metal galaxy songs, uh In advance from copyright strikes, actually, like we had some names for things. Oh, yes. In Metal was what Shanti 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 was called.
1: uh but, yes, uh, yes, I remember now.
0: There's some downside to them being so active on blocking things. They they, you know, accidentally spoil stuff.
1: Yeah, they do. Did, when they um uploaded each song onto their Instagram story, did you listen to any of them?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, the yeah there was well the there was some the little previews.
3: Oh yeah, where they did it like once every day. Or yeah, whatever. they did yes. that leading yeah. up
2: to the forum. Right.
0: Yes,
1: they did. Yeah.
0: That that sounds right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that.
1: Yeah, I I didn't I didn't listen to them. I wanted to save it.
0: Oh yeah, actually oh. that that was the second wave of previews. Mm-hmm. We, there was a
1: yes, yeah, a
0: leak of previews before, and there was so we we went through those. Um, <laughs> and it is funny how some of the some of the songs turned out like and I particularly turned out to be quite different from what we thought they were going to be. <laughs> I guess I I couldn't I certainly couldn't control myself. I just had to had to hear it as soon as it was available.
1: So I think I was um, I think I actually I think the album was leaked before. Actually, I can't remember how it how it happened, but I had all of the songs on my phone, and I was actually in la and me and lily were at disneyland and we were queuing up for the matterhorn which was like a two-hour queue and i actually had my headphones on me i was like okay lily we got all this time to queue i'm just going to listen to a few songs and i listened to bmc imagine i Da a da dance and i was just i was just i had goosebumps while i was just queuing for a disney ride <laughs> yeah. hey two
2: hours is pretty good for the matterhorn
1: yeah, and it actually broke down at that point, so it probably was like two hours and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it; it was a very good ride.
0: <laughs> we have been recording for a while, um, and it, we may want to start wrapping things up. Yeah. But um, so, are there other things that you have thought about along the way that you wanted to mention, or any last last questions from the um, chat room?
1: There's actually one last question, which is quite um, interesting: is uh, what would you like to see change about baby metal? Sorry for asking again, but I'm ready to, for you to spill the tea. <laughs> well, I won't. I <laughs> yeah. won't spill too much. But the band themselves, nothing. I don't want them to change at all. Like with regards to their music, anything like that. Um, maybe kind of the communication from the muse. That is mm. very. I'd like to see that change. And maybe, maybe have a bit more background. And maybe like photos up backstage of Baby Metal. I mean, because they have done that before.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And also longer set lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. That is my biggest pet peeve.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I wonder if there's going to be any sort of inflection point at the 10th anniversary. Mm. I kind of thought there might be. You know, that might be a good opportunity to shift from what they were to. Um, I, I, you know, I hate to I hate them to turn into something that's more like everybody else. But I mean, like actual performers who have lives that and opinions and stuff like that mm.
3: yeah i'll i'm on that boat too of them like breaking down the the wall of secrecy like that's okay to have you keep your secrets but we're all you we have hundreds and hundreds of fans here who would like to know at least a little bit more about your personal life you don't have to spill everything
0: yeah yeah or, or just how how the you know organization works I think that's, yeah that's what i'm interested in
3: uh, I'm, I'm all of it i like it all yeah
1: <laughs> all of it we want all of it please <laughs>
0: I, I sort of feel like we could, you know, keep talking forever. We could. Sure or oh, I'll
1: just have to come back onto another episode.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Always welcome. Yeah. But thank you for taking the time to do this. I'm glad that we all had a chance to watch Baby Mill on YouTube, even if we didn't get a chance to watch the same show. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and definitely go, uh, to the extent that anyone listening to this hasn't, uh, you know, gone through the Callie's YouTube channel, go do that and follow her on Twitter and stuff. What, what is your... So your your YouTube channel is uh, Kelly Sucker.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Um, and what's your Twitter? My
1: Twitter is Mali Matthews. It's just my first name and last name. The initials just kind of swapped.
0: <laughs> oh, spoonerized.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any final thoughts, Kelly?
1: Um. Well, I just want to say I've really enjoyed being on this podcast. You guys are awesome.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much <laughs> for coming. Appreciate,
3: yeah. appreciate that. It was a great opportunity to be able to talk to you and hear your thoughts and opinions on baby metal. And of course
0: we hear what you say on Twitter and all that stuff, but
1: it's (laughs)
0: It's a
3: whole totally different experience getting to talk to you.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Next time we're actually all able to be at a live show.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm definitely coming back to the U S.
0: Awesome. Well, yep. Thanks everyone. I will uh, close this off then.
1: Yes. Thank you very much, everybody.
0: So that's it for this episode. You can join us on the baby metal podcast discord to continue the conversation rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it. So please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks. We'll hope you'll join us then. And until then,
4: see you.